It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Friday, January 21st, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler's away again today. He will return on Monday, however. Uh, in the meantime, though, we had an exciting show full of all kinds of random things. We talked about Canadian Terry units of measurement. Okay, I tried my best imitation at a snowmobile, so you can let me know how that went. We talked about how my parents' house sold for an outrageous amount of money. They are now millionaires. Talked about a speeding ticket I had that I kind of disagree with, and you can see how you feel about that. What you should put in a survival car kit. Lady who got the news voice knocked right out of her. And an injury that I now have. Let's get right to her. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. As you know, we like to talk about news voice on this radio program. We always talk about the very distinct voices that news reporters have. It's quite nasally. They always have these big pauses, these pregnant pauses in there. And they enunciate in a way that you can then hear and can hear that's official news that you're listening to. Good evening. Last night, there allegedly was a murder. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. That was a bit exaggerated, but you know what we're saying. Well, here's a different type of thing that happened recently on the news. You probably saw this, but there was a reporter in West Virginia who was reporting, and then she got hit by a car. And this is a different type of news voice altogether because, of course, she jumps right out of her news voice. It gets scared right out of her. And as a result, we just get this very human-sounding woman who was hit by a car. But here's the audio for you so you can hear how it went down. Water main breaks. got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. So she gets hit by this car, and then she picks back up her microphone. She's obviously reporting by herself, and she has the camera set up herself, and so she picks it back up and keeps going. Woo! We're all good. I'm okay. The woman who hit her then yells, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. Live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. Okay. Okay. So everybody has been chatting about the story and saying it's miraculous that she, you know, on live TV, she continues to report after. Did, did anybody, though, not realize what she just said there? She just said this. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Okay, can we can we focus on this as well? Like, how many times do you get hit by a car in your life? I mean, I've, I'm very lucky. I've never been hit by a car once. I, I really don't plan to either. But she's now been hit by a car twice, once in college, and now reporting. Maybe she should stand in better places. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, how do you get hit by a car twice? Someone should be reporting on that. Allegedly, reporter gets hit not once, but twice by car. Perhaps she should learn to stand in a better spot. Shauna Jefferson, my lips are barely moving. CBC News. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So I've nerded out on different measurements this week, things that I never knew were a measurement. Like I found out that a shake was an official measurement. It means 10 nanoseconds. And then I got going down the rabbit hole of other measurements that are uncommon as well. So here's one more. A barn is 10 square meters. So you could actually measure things in barns. Here's an interesting one, a cow's grass. In Ireland, before the 19th century, that term was used by farmers to measure the size of their fields. So a cow's grass was equal to the amount of land that could produce enough grass to support one cow, which hilarious to think about. Yeah, look at this. I got 40 cow's grasses here. Mm-hmm. Can support 40 cows. Uh, and then this one's kind of interesting, a quad. 
a quad is a unit of energy worth 10 quadrillion BTU, apparently, and it's used to discuss world and national energy budgets. Of course, when I heard a quad, my mind went elsewhere, and I feel like Terry would really love that unit of measurement. Yeah, it's about four quads worth, you know? And then I got thinking of other ways that good old Canadian Terry would measure things. Oh, that's about a weight of a case of beer there, bud. Geez, that beer costs the same as two pack of darts. Oh, that snowmobile's got about 500 of power there, bud. 500. You're talking about units of measure this morning and like weird ones. My son and I, we race with the Calgary Kart Racing Club. Yeah. We race go-karts all the time. And everybody out there has impact drills. So if you ask somebody how tight you should make this bolt, everybody's like, oh, just make it a two brap wraps. That's how we talk about it. Are you, you know, serious? Go tighten that bolt up, two brap wraps. Yep. That's two or three really wraps, and that's good. Okay, that's actually hilarious because, I mean, that's what I envisioned Terry would do with his snowmobile, you know? like yeah, exactly. Like, just Terry walking up and be like, oh, you just got to tighten that up, just two prop wraps. Yeah. And we're done. Yeah. Good. That's what I like. The, the ring, ding, 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 You know, that's just. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah. That was it, my favorite part. That's what you do, right? You just, uh, that's how you describe, which I think is great. I mean, we should be a little more creative, I think. And it's very literal. Like, everybody would know what you're saying when you say brap wraps. Exactly. No, not, nobody's confused. That's so funny. <laughs> Two brap wraps. Or Joey, our, our mean mechanic guy, will be like, but two really good long brap raps, not just a brap rap, a brap rap. That's okay. Yes, Joey, no problem. Oh my God, <laughs> is that fairly universal, or is it just you guys who do that? I don't know if it's universal, but everybody in our club, that's how we talk about that's, it. Well, I mean, everybody in the club means it's fairly common, at least here. So there you go. Exactly. Oh, exactly. that's funny. Thank you for adopting something that makes perfect sense to everybody, because that's what we should do more of, I think. Oh, there's no there's no more common sense left in the world. We need to adopt more common sense. I agree. Let's go back to simplifying things rather than making everything way too complicated, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. This is Craig, right? This is. Thank you so much for the phone call. All right, I'll talk to you next time. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, a friend posted something that ruined my night last night, and I've been thinking about it ever since. So this is what it said. When I was a little kid, I thought this little pig went to market meant the piggy went shopping. Well, so did I. So did... When my mom used to grab my toes and say, this little piggy went to market, this little piggy went home. I assumed the first little piggy went shopping at a market until now, okay? And now I realize it actually meant that that little piggy was was shipped off to be purchased for food. It was butchered. That That is why would you play with my toes and talk about death pigs, okay? Also, if we continue through this rhyme, it then says this little piggy had roast beef and this little piggy had none. Okay, so now there's a pig also eating roast beef. That piggy is eating a cow. What is wrong with this nursery rhyme, honestly? As for the piggy who went wee-wee-wee all the way home, well, no kidding. Probably because the other two piggies were either getting butchered or eating cow. Okay, I would run all the way home as well. I actually looked up the origin of this horrifying rhyme after this, and I found out that the original rhyme also used the word pig instead of piggy. And that makes it even more creepy because at least Piggy is kind of cute, right? Like Miss Piggy, it's cute. If you replace it all with pig, though, it's even worse. This little pig went to market. This little pig went home. This little pig ate roast. Like, I hate, I hate everything about this one. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So my parents put their house in the market on Friday. Uh, They're finally selling my childhood home, which is great for them. They've been living in this four-bedroom house with a big yard my whole life, and there's just two of them now, and it's a lot of work. So it's, it's good that they're downsizing. But 
To give you a bit of a backstory, my parents live in Brampton, Ontario, which is in the GTA. It's about 30 minutes from Toronto, more or less, uh, with traffic. Could be an hour and a half from Toronto. You know how that goes. But needless to say, the market out there right now is, is insane. So the listing for their house went up Friday night. My mom sent me the listing. She wanted me to take a look at it. So on Monday, I went to look at this. I was away for the weekend. And uh, when I clicked on it, it said the house had been sold. So I was like, well, that can't be right. It just went on the market two days ago. So I texted my mom and I said, hey, the link of the house isn't working. And she was like, oh, no, we sold the house. I was like, excuse me? So they put the house on the market Friday night. And then they had an open house Saturday and Sunday. Apparently, 85 people came through the open house, seriously inquiring. And then by Sunday afternoon, they had seven offers on the table. Seven of them. So a bidding war started, and they wound up selling the house for $320,000 over asking price. That is insane to me. So the guy who bought it, I guess, outbid himself to make sure he actually won this bidding war. He was so concerned somebody else would outbid him that he bid on himself and actually upped the own the, the offer. So my parents bought this house, I think it's about 34 or 35 years ago, I forget, but it was for around $150,000 and they sold it this past weekend for $1.62 million. That is insane to me. Like, this is Brampton. It's a suburb. It's still a ways away from Toronto. $1.62 million. Nothing that exciting about the house. Like, it's it's a bigger house slightly, but that's it. There's nothing real good. You know, that's, st- it makes it stand out to make... I'm actually still speechless about this whole thing. You've heard me talk about Brampton before, okay? This is something our generation is never going to experience. You know, buy a house for 150000 sell it for $1.62 million. How How much does a liver go for on the black market again? Like, how many livers would I need to sell... Just for a down payment. DNS in 20 minutes or less. Beckler and I were chatting yesterday about how we've fallen behind when it comes to our naming of Chinooks. And, I mean, I suppose when they happen on the weekend, it's hard to stay on top of them. But we didn't name the last Chinook at all, so we've got a bit of a backlog here. So, time time to sort all this out. So, for last weekend's Chinook, we're at the letter P. Now, for those of you who are new to this radio program, we, we named Chinooks after stores in Chinook Center. Uh, quite possibly our dumbest naming metric yet, but... Also the best. So we're looking for stores whose names start with the letter P. So here's the options we've got. We have uh, Pottery Barn, so Chinook Pottery Barn, Chinook People's Jewelers, Chinook Peloton, Chinook Phil and Sebastian's, or Chinook Purdy's, or I think my personal favorite, Chinook Potato Corner. I think that's what we're going with, okay? That was Chinook Potato Corner. That was the Chinook we had last weekend. It came and went, okay? It was beautiful. Uh, Brought us great temperatures throughout the weekend. I'm good with it. Oh, yeah, look at the arch on Chinook Potato Corner. Yeah, big fan. Okay, so now we're moving on because that one's already come and gone. So we're at the letter Q now. And this one's actually super easy because there's only one store in all of Chinook Center with the name starting with the letter Q. And it's Quilts Etc. It's the only store in Chinook starting with the letter Q. So this Chinook is thereby named Chinook Quilts Etc. You know, after three weeks of it being colder than a polar bear's fart around here, let's just keep these schnooks rolling in, okay? It was colder than a penguin's pecker, and, oh, I'm just good with it warming up. Let's keep them coming. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got a speeding ticket last week, and I, I was speeding, okay? So I deserve the ticket. If you don't like it, don't speed, I know. But here's the thing. I was, I was going 113 in a 100 zone, and I have to admit, 
I didn't really think that you would get pulled over for 13 over. In fact, a cop once told me that as long as you're going under 115 in 100 zone, you're fine. He said that to me informally, of course, but he said, you know, you're probably going to be fine at that. And again, I know 13 kilometers over 100 is still speeding. Okay. However, everybody that I've told this to has kind of said the same thing like, oh, didn't know you'd get pulled over for that little. My 84 year old aunt said to me yesterday, Oh, well, I thought you were fine as long as you went 114 and under. My 84-year-old cautious aunt said that to me. Okay, so I am a little bit shocked by this. And it was a bit odd because he even seemed a little bit sheepish when he gave me the ticket. Like, he was like, well, 100 is the speed limit in the best of conditions, and you're going 113. Then I looked around, and the roads were clear, and I was kind of like, that's an odd thing to say. And then he even said, but but if you pay it now, they knock $25 off right away. And it's not really a big ticket anyway, so you're good. And I'm just like, it sounds kind of like you're trying to justify giving me this ticket to yourself right now. Like, I, I didn't say a thing. I was just like, okay, here, I'll take I'll take the ticket. It was just a bit strange. This was also in B.C., though. And part of me wondered if he saw my Alberta plate and was just like, you damn red plate, get out of here. BNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got thinking about this recently. When I was uh, on my snowboard trip last week, I was driving down some of the rougher mountain roads and I was by myself. I was meeting up with friends, but to get kind of from point A to point B, I was on the road solo and I was traveling the dark for quite a bit of it as well. So, of course, before I left, I got thinking about what to put in my car, kind of like a a winter car kit of sorts. And I know I should have had one of these already, but I I didn't. So I got brainstorming about some things. And, you know, of course, as I was snowboarding, I did have tons of warm clothing and extra mitts and hats with me. So that was covered. But I was like, what else do you need in your car in the winter? Like, what else should I have in here? Of course, I had extra, you know, windshield washer fluid and that type of thing, too. But... Does everybody have one of those in their car? Like, I added a candle and matches. I put a flashlight in there, and I also I had some snacks, so I was good that way, but I didn't really know of anything else that I needed. I was like, some whiskey? If I'm stranded, I feel like a little little shot of whiskey would be all right. You know, tick the corners of your mustache up a little bit. Now, th- this is a bit strange, but I also... I always store a crazy carpet in my car for emergencies, and I know it sounds weird, but it has actually come in handy... So I've used it to transport things through the snow before, kind of like a miniature toboggan because it's good for that. It's waterproof, so kind of a good rain or snow shield. Also, should you wind up on a hill somewhere, makes for some great fun killing time. Or perhaps you need to get down a hill faster if you're walking for help. I tell you, I can make a great argument for a crazy carpet being a survival tool. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I managed to bruise my tailbone pretty badly snowboarding the other day. And you know what's not fun? trying to sit down comfortably with a bruised turtle smuggler. It's awful because you kind of forget it hurts, and then you try and sit down, and you're like, whoa, my foot. One of my coworkers was in the office here, and I tried to sit down while chatting with him, so I plopped my Quizno down, and then I shot up like a rocket and gave a little squeal, and he was like, what on earth is going on over there? And I was just like, I'm fine. Just managed to bruise my wind mitten snowboarding, okay? Sitting down is a bit of a chore. My plot pantry is just a little bit sensitive, but we're that's got to be one of the worst places to injure yourself, though, right in your thunder bin. That in the bottom of your feet. My grandma actually burnt the bottoms of her feet once, and it's terrible because she simply couldn't walk. It was one of the most awful things, but, you know, that would be worse. 
But eventually you do have to, to sit, so your whimpering biscuit is a close second. My boyfriend tried to slap it the other day and it just wound up yelling at him, Don't touch my cubby cabbage! The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got a tattoo a few weeks ago, and I have a couple other tattoos, but I haven't had one in a while. And the minute I got it, I immediately wanted more of them. And I remember this feeling when I got my first tattoo as well. I just I just wanted to keep getting them. I got the one and I was like, oh, what am I getting next? Like, I really want to go. And I, I forced myself not to. And I mean, the money is a good deterrent for sure. But it almost seems like there's something about tattooing that makes it addictive. And I, I don't know if this is just me or if this is a common sentiment, but I started looking into it a little. And of course, the actual act of getting a tattoo isn't addictive, but some say it may have something to do with the pain, especially for your first tattoo. I guess your adrenaline kicks into gear. So, you know, you get that rush of endorphins as your body is reacting to the tattoo gun. So once it's done and the release is done, you're looking to get that release of adrenaline and endorphins again. And this, this also just makes me realize how obsessed with adrenaline I think I am. Like I seem to constantly be on the hunt for anything that involves adrenaline. And it's a bit alarming because I'm always like, you know those guys who jump off mountains in squirrel suits? They're also addicted to adrenaline. So I hope I don't get to that level of adrenaline seeking because it always seems like you get to one and you're like, now I've got to get to the next thing and I have to keep escalating my adrenaline seeking. And with those guys, the squirrel suit guys, who you know, fly over the mountains like that. I, I truly feel like it's only a matter of time before something goes wrong in that squirrel suit. And I don't... I don't want to get to that point. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, it's time for the Friday morning pizza chat. Thanks to Atlas Pizza. It was hunger pains in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Atlas Pizza. If you're feeling weird and you need some food. Who are you going to call? I prefer to use that song mostly when Beckler isn't here for obvious reasons, if you know his story about the ghost pizza. Here's a little pizza history for you, because uh, I didn't I didn't know this. Maybe you've heard about this. It obviously was quite popular at the time, but it happened back in 2001. Pizza was actually shipped to space. It was sent to the ISS, and I had no idea. I guess it was Pizza Hut. They delivered this pizza to outer space. Okay, now obviously they had to um, be in cahoots with a Russian space agency because you need a rocket to get it there, so they did. They sent this rocket out into space, and Pizza Hut paid the Russian space agency a million dollars to do this, and the astronauts up there got pizza. Now, I guess it couldn't be pepperoni because pepperoni tends to go bad, so they went with salami instead, but it doesn't matter. Can you imagine being an astronaut up in space and having to eat dehydrated kale or anchovies or whatever you have to eat up there that lasts and, you know, deals with zero gravity, and then you all of a sudden hear that you're getting delivered Pizza Hut pizza. Can you imagine the happiness that was set in at that point? If they didn't cry, I think they're emotionless, okay? That is, that is unbelievable. I would just, I'd have a tear rolling down. Thank you. Thank you, God. Ghost. There's a jam right here. Woo! I ain't 
You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.